Thank you for joining us as we bring you this worship service of 7th Avenue Presbyterian Church, featuring voices of the community near and far. Our preacher is the Rev. Dr. Catherine Price, joining us with her family from across the pond. We invite you to listen while enjoying nature, whether that's a place you physically go, in the park, by the water, on a picnic somewhere, or maybe it's inside, sitting by a window or revisiting a memory of enjoying creation. And in preparation for worship, you're invited to quiet yourself, becoming still, as you prepare to worship God.
Let us pray. Friend of the earth, teach us stillness as the grasses are stilled with light. Teach us resilience as stones endure with memory. Teach us humility as blossoms are humble with beginning. Teach us love as honeycombs fill with abundance. Friend of the earth, Lead us to freedom as the eagle soars in the sky. Lead us to community as the tree shelters the nest. Lead us to regeneration as the seed rises in the spring. Lead us to peace as melted snow greets the soil.
A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, the 14th chapter, beginning with the 13th verse. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God, source of all light, by your word you give light to the soul. Pour out upon us the spirit of wisdom and understanding, that our hearts and minds may be open to hear your word this day. Amen. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from their towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. We will love one another. 
gathering of my family, including my siblings, to celebrate my birthday. So, hello and thank you for the invitation to share my reflections with you. It is such a privilege. Well, the lectionary gives us Matthew's account of the feeding of the 5,000 for today. And how appropriate for a pewless Sunday, when you could be listening outdoors. In my mind, summer and picnics go together. And was this not just the ultimate picnic? It's such a familiar reading, one of those where you just think, oh yeah, I know this one, and don't pay proper attention. Or is that just me? So, I wonder how you would have answered if I asked you to tell the story from memory. Would you have remembered the context? It's the end of the day. Jesus is grieving over the death of his cousin John and wants to be alone. But the crowd has followed him to the shoreline, wanting more. And Jesus relents and responds with compassion, healing those who come to him in need. It's the disciples who are concerned the people will be hungry. They suggest sending them or letting them go back to the villages. But Jesus has a different answer, which seems a little glib at first. You feed them. Matthew doesn't say where the bread and fish have come from. We remember Andrew finding a small boy from John's Gospel, but there's no mention of him here. But then comes the epiclesis moment. That's what the part of the Eucharistic prayer is called when we call down God's Holy Spirit on our communion elements. Effectively, this is what Jesus does. And suddenly... There is superabundance. How many were fed? Oh, 5,000, of course. But we often forget the not counting women and children. So perhaps it's more like something between seven and a half and 10,000. Some crowd. Picture it. We get bigger crowds these days. There were apparently 100,000 at Glastonbury for Elton John's set last month. Oracle Park seats 42,300. But still, seven to 10,000 folk fed by five loaves and two fish. How? What happened? There have always been different views. I've imagined two different eyewitnesses. I'd heard that Jesus was coming to town. You know, that preacher who was going round with a group of followers, talking about God and healing people. Well, my sister had heard him. She said I had to go. He's not like any other rabbi she's heard. He really seems to be talking to you, if you know what I mean. She also warned me that he talks for a long time, so I packed a basket of food to take with me. I didn't want to miss something important because I'd nipped home to eat. 
Well, what a day that was. Naomi was right. What he said made sense and had to do with my life. He made me feel uneasy at times, I can tell you, but not in an accusing way. He talked about God loving us and how we should live, and he healed those who came to him. There was something about magnetic about him. You just wanted him to go on talking so you could stay with him. Towards evening, we all moved on to a hill outside town. Everyone sat down and I began to unpack my basket. I heard Jesus saying Kiddush, the prayer of thanksgiving, and looked up and there was this young boy holding out his small pack of food to share with anyone who hadn't got any. I was so ashamed. I'd been caught up in myself. I hadn't thought about anyone else. And when I looked round, there were lots of people without food. I turned to the man on my right and offered to share with him. There was more than enough. You know how you always pack too much. We called someone else to join us. I caught the eye of someone else with a basket. I wasn't the only one who'd been made to think. As we ate, we talked about Jesus and what his teaching had meant to us. Here was someone who didn't just talk. He made you respond and want to change your whole life. While I was out on business the other day, I came across a crowd listening to a man speaking. They were absolutely caught up in what he was saying, so I joined them to see what was going on. I asked someone, and he said it was Jesus of Nazareth, but the look on his face told me he didn't want to be interrupted any longer. So I moved to where I could see and hear better for myself. I'd heard of this Jesus, of course, but dismissed him as another rabble-rouser, and heaven knows there are more than enough of them. I was wrong, though. He talked quietly and confidently, and it was not about politics, but about the kingdom of God. He had an air of authority about him. He spoke with conviction and integrity. The words seemed to come from deep within him, not like some of the priests and scribes who mouth the teachings that they have learned from others and do not practice what they preach. And when someone from the crowd brought a friend to him for healing, it was done lovingly with no showmanship just a concern for the well-being of the one who had been ill. I'd never come across anyone like this before, and when he left to go home, I automatically followed him with the crowd. I just wanted to go on listening to him. We all sat down on a hill, and it began to get dark. That's when I realized I hadn't eaten since the morning, and then only some bread because I was late. Something seemed to be happening at the front, so I stretched up to look. A young lad was there with Jesus, and he seemed to be offering the food he had with him. So Jesus held up a loaf of bread and gave thanks to God, and then started to share it out. I remember thinking, that's not going to go very far. But the next thing I knew, the woman sitting next to me was passing me some bread and fish and wine. There was more than I could eat, so I turned to the man on my other side to share it with him, but he was already eating. I don't know how he did it. I just know he's someone very special. Talking to my new friends over supper, we agreed that he must have come from God to talk so wonderfully about him and to perform such miracles. So, let me just say, I do believe in miracles. And I believe there was a miracle that day. Just not sure what kind. I'll be honest, talk of physical miracles can make me feel uncomfortable. 
Maybe I am too much a product of the rational scientific age, however spiritual I like to think I am. But my mum, my mother, led me down a different way of thinking. She thought that perhaps the real miracle was the sharing. We live in a world where rich countries, like yours and mine, need food banks. Where drought and famine are endemic in the global south. And that rich, poor gap grows wider by the day while climate change exacerbates the situation in those parts that are suffering from desertification or the trees being cut down. But we know it doesn't have to be this way. There is enough for all. Churches and other people of faith have led the way in reaching out to those in need. And we have fellow travellers on that journey too. For us, though, this is where it starts. Bread is broken. When that happens in our communion service, when the Holy Spirit is invoked, we ask her not just to bless the elements, but to inspire us too. It is a call to action, to follow Jesus' example and that of the early church, and to remember that the prayer Jesus taught us isn't personal. It's not for individuals. We say, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Excess of provisions, silence.
As we join our hearts in prayer. Spirit of life, we give thanks for the gifts of the earth, for wheat from the field, for juice from the vine, for care and compassion sown among us. Where there is hunger, we pray that baskets might be opened. Where there is drought and famine, where the gap between rich and poor widens, we pray for the reign of hope and seeds of justice. Enable us to live aligned with the ethics of our hearts, that the truth of the belovedness of all would lead us to care for those in need among us. Breathe your spirit into our world, our nations, our hearts, that we might be inspired with a vision of abundance. And now in silence, we continue in prayer. We make this prayer in the name of the one who taught us praying. O oh God, whose love makes us one family, may your unspeakable name be revered. Here on earth, may your commonwealth come. On earth as in heaven, may your dreams come true. Give us today our bread for today our wrongs as we forgive. Lead us away from the perilous trial. Liberate us from the evil. For the kingdom is yours and yours alone. The power is yours and yours alone. The glory is yours and yours alone. Go forth nourished by the prayer that belongs to all the earth, 
that together we might know the miracle of our daily bread. And may the grace of God, the peace of Christ, and the power of the Spirit be with those who work or watch or weep this day. May God tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, and shield the joyous. Amen.